of the week. Well, happy Valentine's Day to all my listeners. And today we're going to dedicate this Valentine's Day to the, the Leahs of the world and possibly the Tamars of the world because Valentine's Day is a wonderful holiday, but for everybody it's not always as happy as it could be. But we just want to let you know that you are loved. You are special, and you are somebody. You know, so the first, I want to share a poem with you that's called Hug Yourself. Hug yourself because you made it this far. Hug yourself. You survived. Storms tossed you about but did not take you out, so hug yourself. Hug yourself till it eases the shame. Forgive yourself till it takes away the pain. Hug yourself tight enough to shield you from rejection, depression, failure, mistakes. Same folk can't take you anywhere. Child, hug yourself. <laughs> hug yourself because you have what it takes to simply put one foot in front of the other and step out in faith. Leave the old behind and move forward in time. In the fat or in the lean, don't get stuck in between. What held you back and where you see yourself being? When you hug yourself, those two arms created by God affirm your worth and still that birth. <laughs> Child, stop for a while. Lift your head and smile. Go ahead on and hug yourself. You know, not all years you could be booed up, as they say on Facebook, or coupled up, but God loves you, and there's people that love you. Today, I went on a little excursion. I know by now most of you know that I'm a cancer survivor, stage four, and I wanted to do something special because that could be a lonely, lonely place up there, sitting up for chemo and all that stuff, and so many wonders, so many Thoughts going through your mind, seeing other people. So I had some teddy bears left from the book signing. So I figured, let me put them in little packages and put, you know, maybe a treat, a sucker, or another piece of candy in there and deliver them to the patients. And I went up there this morning, and I got so many hugs and tears, and, and it was just a very happy place for me because if you, you can, when you love on other people, that's good for you. So today we're going to do two stories, and one of them is called Finding Home. When we think of Thanksgiving, I mean, think of Valentine's Day, a lot of times we just think of couples. But we have other people that we love. Besides loving ourselves, we love our family, we love our children. But this particular um, story, I performed it at Caramel a few years back, it's about love between family members, particularly a mother, a daughter, and a grandmother. And it's called Finding Home. Mama, Mama, I really miss having my mama around during my childhood. I longed for my mama. All the other kids had their mothers to take them to doctor's appointments and school functions and fun places. I appreciate Big Mama for stepping in and filling in Mama's shoes, but something was always missing. 
I remember one time my best friend Sally Ann's, her mama told us not to go to that corner store. <laughs> we went anyway, because you see, that was the store where all the cute boys was. <laughs> now, no sooner than we turned the corner coming back, Sally and Mama was right there with the longest, greenest, keenest switch I've seen in my life. <laughs> she lit into Sally Ann like a dog on a ham bone. <laughs> Sally Ann was just a twitching and flinching, trying to be cute just in case any of the little boys was looking. <laughs> but me, on the other hand, I was hollering and yelling like a banshee. <laughs> I was hollering so much, Miss Parker stopped whooping Sally Ann, and they both looked straight at me cutting up. Miss Parker said, girl, what's wrong with you? And I cried. And I said, why? Why my mama don't whoop me like that? <laughs> I saw the tears come both in Sally Ann's eyes and in her mom's eyes. And Miss Parker stopped whooping Sally Ann. And they both came over and hugged me so tight. But just as soon as Miss Parker started hugging me, stopped hugging me, she started whooping me. <laughs> Ooh, we laughed about it later on, but I tell you two things. I ain't never in my life begged nobody to give me a whooping no more. And two, Mrs. Parker ain't had no more trouble about me and Sally Ann going to that corner store. Now, there were other people who stepped in and helped Big Mama raise me, but I just wanted to know the truth about my mama. She, why was she never around? Now, they tell me that Mama was big on Broadway. <laughs> well, she wasn't big enough to afford a bus ticket to come home and check on her only child. At, at least they could give me a reason as to why Mama was never around. Now, I, I did speak to her on the phone about maybe three times a year, and she sent a picture every blue moon, but she just was never around for my school functions or, or for anything. The kids at school, they never ask questions, and it's a good thing because I didn't have any answers. Now, one thing I know, my mama was pretty. <laughs> i tell you that for sure. You see, I had billboards with my mama's picture on it. But I put them under my bed all during high school. It hurt too much to put them on the wall. And, and under my bed, at least I could, knew I could get to them if I wanted them. <sighs> A few years after I graduated out of college, Big Mama got sick. I knew there were some things that she wanted to tell me about Mama, but she just couldn't. Before she died, she gave me a phone number and an address for my Mama. Somehow she knew Mama wasn't coming to her funeral. It took me a whole year thinking and wondering, and should I call that number and find out about my Mama? I finally decided that instead of calling, I didn't want the rejection to happen that quick, that I would drive the eight hours to the address. And maybe by that time I could get my feelings together. I wanted to see the scenes that possibly my mama saw, all those missing years, and, and find out what was going on. Where was my mama during those years? 
I finally got there. And to my surprise, the address was a nursing home. It was clean, but it was old. I went in and I told them who I was there and who I, that I was there and I wanted who I wanted to see. They got so excited because my mama finally had a visitor. As I walked down the long hallways, I could hear someone joyfully singing. They say the neon lights are bright on Broadway. They say there's always magic in the air. The receptionist that was guiding me said, oh, child, that's your Miss Mona. <laughs> she always singing. She's the movie star around here. I couldn't really tell whether she was serious or not. I entered her room, and there were posters all over the wall and artwork. She was definitely a fan of theater. At first sight, just seeing her engulfed me, and I struggled to fight back the tears. And I said to myself, how dare you rob me of all those years that we should have been together, bonding. You gave birth to me, but I don't even know you. I quickly realized that she didn't know me, even if I explained who I was. She was bubbly and friendly and prettier than any other pictures I'd ever seen of her. But it shocked me because she was so much younger than I ever imagined. The ravages of the disease Alzheimer's had captured her mind. But the essence of who she was fought its way through. Mama was really stuck in her early years my missing years. Listening to her stories, I realized Mama was raped at 12 years old by Big Mama's husband. They swept it way under the rug and sent her away to boarding school in New York like nothing ever happened. The plan was Big Mama kept me. Big Mama kept quiet. Papa went to jail. You see, secrets never get a chance to heal when you cover them up. Some folks hide the truth in the dark, but the bright neon lights are just as blinding and just as capable of hiding the truth. <laughs> Broadway. Over the next few days, I was able to spend hours listening to Mama talk about all those lost years. She would forget who I was from moment to moment, but I just enjoyed hearing her. I enjoyed being near my Mama. Mama's youth was snatched away, but she was a fighter. She was going to make up for what she couldn't change by being successful on Broadway. She did get a few breaks, but she never had any more children. I found out that she had a bot with cancer, but she survived. It made me think about I got pregnant in college, but I aborted the baby because I never wanted to abandon anything like I thought Mama abandoned me. 
You know, God bless through Alzheimer's. I was able to listen to story after story and pick up the pieces missing from my mama's life. As I listened to her, healing engulfed me like a warm blanket. Oh, how my mama's heart must have ached in the pain and the embarrassment she had to endure. How could she love me like she did with all of the humiliation I represented? Oh, her mama must have yearned for things that have been better. The glitz and glamour of Broadway was just a consolation prize for her stolen innocence. The neon lights kept their secret hidden, even in plain view. I did make arrangements to bring my mama to a facility closer to me. Yes, there would probably be a few people around that would still talk, but the offense had already been committed, and everybody had already paid their dues, especially my mama. It was time to uncover the wounds so that the healing could begin. One day, mama had an imaginary conversation with her mama. In her mind, she was 12 years old again. Don't cry, Mama. Don't cry. Above anything else in the world, I want my baby to live. I'll leave, Mama, and you can keep her. Please take care of my baby, Mama. I love you, Mama. You see, my Mama sacrificed her life so that I could live without the guilt and shame that was forced upon her. Over those few days, every secret that had been silenced and hidden below the surface escaped. The pieces of our lives emerged and my life began to make sense. It would have been so easy for Mama and Big Mama to do what I had done. But it took love and courage to do it the way they did it. They knew that time would indeed heal all wounds. Now, Papa, we don't blame him. Papa had some mental issues from the war. He never meant to harm Mama. (laughs) Broadway was an escape for all of them. Now, Mama never made it big on Broadway. Big Mama just had those pictures made. But in my eyes, Mama was a superstar. They say the neon lights are bright on Broadway. They say there's always magic in the air. But when you're walking down the street and you ain't had enough to eat, the glitter rubs right off and you know it. Mama and Big Mama had suffered and struggled in that place called nowhere all of my life just to protect me. The transfer papers were ready in a few days, and I welcomed the opportunity to love and take care of my mama. Even if it took all of my time or my resources, mama gave up her life for me. 
as I helped Mama put on her coat and prepare to take my Mama home with me. Due to Alzheimer's, she became a little girl, and she looked up me and wa- looked at me with wide-eyed anticipation and said, "Mommy, are we going home?" I fought back the tears and cleared my throat and hugged my mama tight and said, yes, baby, we're finally going home. So even though you may not have a boo in your life, there's people that you can love and in your your mother, your children, even friends. And so this Valentine's Day, find somebody to love. Now, this next story is one of my children's series stories. I have, um, sometimes I go to children's parties and do balloon animals and simply tell them stories. But this is a story I did for one of the young men at my church. He had me come to his school. And it's called Never, Never Wake Grandma Up From Her Naps. Well, one day, Grandma was in her favorite rocking chair, taking a nap. You know, grandmas always takes naps. She had put her kids down for a nap, and everybody was supposed to be taking a nap. But one of them little children couldn't sleep. So he woke up all the rest of them, who were almost asleep but not quite. And he said, I'm used to hearing a story before I go to sleep. Let's go ask Grandma to tell us a story, and then maybe we can go to sleep. So, one little, two little, three little cousins got out of bed and went to wake up Grandma. Grandma, Grandma, wake up, Grandma. You forgot to tell us a story. Wake up, Grandma. Well, Grandma was fast asleep, so they patted her leg, and they rocked her shoulder, and Grandma finally woke up. (sighs) Grandma, Grandma, please tell us a story. Grandma opened up one eye and saw three little grandchildren, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to hear a story. She knew that the only way that she could finish her nap was to tell them a story. And then, and only then, would she be able to finish her nap. So Grandma straightened up her wig and fixed her glasses and began the story. Well, once upon a while, no, 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 they said, once upon a time. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Once upon a time, there were three little pigs, and a hurricane came through and tore up all of their houses. One had a straw house, and all that straw went floating down the river. And one little pig had a house of wood, and the wind blew the wood, part of it in the trees, and part of it went floating down the river. And one little pig had a house made of brick, and all of those bricks were laying on the side of the road. And the kids said, wait, Grandma, the brick house wasn't supposed to fall down. Grandma said, I know, but instead of that little piggy following directions and building it the right way, He thought that he could use peanut butter instead of cement between the bricks because he loved peanut butter. But he didn't feel like going down to get any cement downtown anyway. Yes, I'm sorry to say, the brick house fell down too. 
So now all three little pigs was homeless. They also realized that they were hungry. So they said, let's go fishing. They recovered some of the sticks from number two piggy's house and made fishing poles. And they used some peanut butter from number three piggy's house as bait. And they used some straw from number one piggy's house to make soft cushions to sit and fish and figure out what were they going to do next. Well, they fished and they fished. They fished and they fished. And they caught a whole lot of fish. I guess those fish really loved peanut butter. And as they were laughing and counting fish, they heard someone singing on down the pathway. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. Because, 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 because. Just as soon as they turned the corner, they caught three, they saw the three little piggies dancing and singing too. It was Little Red Riding Hood, and she was shocked to see the three little pigs, and they were shocked to see her. Oh, oh, you little bald pig. Child, you don't see me with any sheep, do you? Well, we saw on the flyer that you lost your sheep, so how do we know? Oh, that's a good one. No, I'm not, little bald pig. You see my red hood? Yeah, and I see those red tennis shoes, and you came round here singing we're off to see the wizard, so you must be Dorothy. Now, uh, I mean, uh, well, my name is Dorothy, but I'm Little Red Riding Hood. Well, I can see clearly that there's three of you, and you don't look like bears, so nice to meet you, three little pigs. Yes. Unfortunately, we're the three little homeless pigs. What? Now, I understand that one of your houses was made of straw and the one that was made of sticks, but how did the big bad wolf tear down the one made out of bricks? Ah, uh, it's a long story. It wasn't the wolf, it was a hurricane. I, ne ne never mind, I'm sure it's a long story. So, what are you three homeless pigs going to do with all of that fish? Well, we plan to eat it and figure out how to make another house. Well, I'm on my way to grandmother's house with some freshly baked bread and some oatmeal raisin cookies. So perhaps you could come and ride along with me and we could fry that fish and have fresh sandwiches and eat all of these cookies. <laughs> Besides, the big bad wolf is in these parts and I could use some company. Not right for a little old girl like me to go up against a big old bad wolf. Well, we were figuring out how we were going to cook all these fish since we don't even have a way to prepare them. Well, we thought about taking some sticks from number two house and some straw and whatever, but ain't nobody bring no matches. So, yes, we'll go. It's a plan. Let's go. So they gathered all their things, and one of the little piggies start singing. We're going to ease on down, ease on down the road. We're going to ease on down, ease on down the road. Won't you carry nothing that might be a heavy load? We're going to ease on down the road. So they got to the fork of the road and one went to the left and one went to the right. One was yellow and one was red. Well, they all looked at each other and in unison they took the yellow brick road. It didn't take long to get to Grandma's house. It was a good thing because, you see, when little pigs get hot, they started sweating and smelling like bacon grease. <laughs> and lions and tigers and bears, oh my, come out of everywhere. 
Well, they got to Grandma's house, and it was a mess. The bushes had grown over the porch railings, and all the windows were dusty and dirty, and Little Red Riding Hood, whose name is also Dorothy, knocked on the door and said, Granny Jen, Granny Jen, please let me in. And one of the little piggies said, Not by the hair of my chinny chin. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, it's just a habit. Soon they saw some long gray fingernails pull back the curtains. Oh, it's you, Dorothy. So glad to see you. I've been waiting a long time, and who is that with you? The three little pigs? Oh, my, 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 sure look good to me. <laughs> I'm going to open up the door, but wait a few minutes, because I got to get back and get dressed, you see. I wasn't expecting any fellas, but the more the merrier. So she cracked the door and waited a minute or two, and heard her. they heard her say, Okay, come on in. I'm so hungry and I'm ready to eat. Well, Grandma said, Give me a few minutes. We have fresh bread, fresh fish, fresh oatmeal cookies. Well, that sounds nice, but make sure our guests eat first. I want them fat and full. <laughs> then I would eat last. Nobody wants a puny. Oh, Little Red Riding Hood fried up all the fish, and they ate all of the fish and bread, and they laughed and cracked jokes and ate up most of the cookies, except for the plate they saved for Grandma. The three little piggies in Red Riding Hood began to yawn. <sighs> They began to get sleepy, and Grandma got up out of the bed. Her long gray fingernails pulled back the cover. Her pointy gray ears came out from under the cover, and a huge gray tail popped out of the bed. Grandma tiptoed out of the bedroom. Then all of a sudden, a huge bolt of thunder rumbled, and lightning flashed across the sky, and something dropped right on the front porch. Was, was it a bird? Was it a plane? Oh, oh! Grandma got quiet. What is it, Grandma? Grandma, what is it? The kids realized she had fallen asleep. What? Not at the good part. They patted her leg. They shook her shoulder. The kids learned a valuable lesson that day. Never, I mean never, wake Grandma up from her nap to tell you a story. Because if you do, you get right in the middle of the greatest story ever and never get to the end. So that's a lesson for all the grandchildren. Never wake up your grandmama for a nap. I have 10 grandchildren. I praise God. I had 11, but I have 10 now and two great-grandchildren. I just want to encourage you that whatever you do today for yourself, do it with love. Be kind to yourself. Be nice to yourself. Take yourself out to dinner, call Uber Eats, or whatever you want to do, but love Self-love is precious, and you can do it for yourself. Or you can do, like I did today, find other people that need love and go and do something special for them. 
in a hospital, in a nursing home, even call some of your older relatives you haven't talked to in a while, or if they're in town, maybe take them out to eat. But don't sit up and have a pity party and feel sorry for yourself. Like the first poem said, you can hug yourself. Be kind to yourself. And those of you that do have a boo, celebrate and enjoy life because it's precious. I'm thankful that when I went up to the hospital today, there were so many people there and they had their um, spouses and significant others. And it was just a blessing to see them, even though it was a bad situation, they were sharing that time together. So I just want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Just Telling My Stories. And you can message me on Facebook if you would like for me to come for a special event, tell stories for your event, or even write a creative story just for you. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day.